My name is Tracy Good, and I'm sitting with Mr. Blake Cook. How you doing, buddy? I am blessed, dude. My my thumb is yes. growing back like a salamander or a tail, starfish, dude. man. Yeah. That's great. I, I hope that the other thumb grows another Blake. That'll be great to have another one. <laughs> <laughs> right, what if that happened? But what have you been doing the past couple of weeks? I mean, school's in. Man, weather's getting a little better. A little better. It is school. Um, you know, now it's golf, dance. Oh yeah, it's time. tennis. Football. Oh man! It yeah, all the above. All the so, so I'm donezo for the rest of the year. I'm going to take off till Christmas. That's I'm going to leave it man. for you. Don't even, don't even call Blake. He'll be watching TV and playing sports. But I'm excited to have Barbara today. Man, I am Barbara uh, Rivera Holmes. So glad to have you today. Uh, we've been excited to have you on the podcast for a long time. We've been talking with her people for weeks. It's hard to schedule. I'm it's very it's hard to schedule, Barbara. And <laughs> the thing is, Barbara, you're the you're the first female guest we've had on the show. That's and a, I kept telling Tracy, dude, we have to have more females. You're we have to have marks, more right? females. Check marks. And Check he marks. keeps going, no, no, no. <laughs> and yeah. so finally yeah. I convinced him to I mean, have Barbara our first female I mean, it's guest. the 90s. You need, you need uh, males and females. You have to have women. You're checking a lot of boxes That's here, right. Yeah. right? That's Latina, right. Latina. Oh, Latin X, Latin X, oh. female. Yeah. What else? Non-native speaker. I'm sure that's a box somewhere. So that's very interesting. You you speak better English and you write. I mean, you're a writer. I can't. I'm scared to speak in front of you. I mean, you're just this well, professional. This will be a fun podcast. I know. And you know what? I'm out. I'm out. Now, seriously, the the first time I ever met Barbara Rivera Holmes, I don't even even know if you were a Holmes yet. Maybe I don't know. Probably we'll go, we'll twenty get into years that. into it, but we'll get we'll talk about Congratulations. it. Congratulations. That's awesome. But you interviewed me for uh, we were doing the uh, movie yeah. over at Sherwood. <laughs> I was shaking like a leaf. I was like, "It's the Albany Herald, <laughs> right up there with the New Yorker and the Post." But man, that was that was great. From journalism in Albany, Georgia, to now you are helping shape Southwest Georgia. That's wonderful. Talk to us about that. And And beyond. I mean, right? The unknown is where all possibilities exist, so there are no boundaries. So glad you're here. How did you get to Albany, Georgia? That's what, we got to start off there. Okay, sure. So I, I, I came to Albany 20 years ago, actually, 20 years ago this month. All right. And so I, I met a guy. I met a guy from Albany, and he happened to be my sorority sister's older brother. So I met David Holmes the day of my college graduation. I knew his family my whole time in school. Shout out, David. Shout out, David Holmes. Good people. Hi, Def David. We love him. And so uh, we got married about seven months after we met. Oh, wow. And I spent some time in Spain prior to that. But uh, he said, well, I'll I'll move to Central Florida, which is where I grew up. I'm originally from Puerto Rico. Grew up in, in the Orlando, Kissimmee area. He's like, well, I'll move down there. And I love places. I love culture. I love new. I love different. I love experiences. And I was like, well, I've never lived in Georgia, so I'll move to Georgia. So that's kind of how I got here. And I called the Albany Herald on my 23rd birthday, which is in about two weeks, and talked to Jim Hendricks of Local Lore, of course, and said, um, said, I am a journalism major. I'm a, a journalism graduate. And I've just moved to Albany, and I need a job. So they hired me working the copy desk at the Albany Herald. I worked nights 
from 3 p.m. to 1 in the morning for about a year. No kidding. So, so what was the evolution from there to where you are now? You know, it was pretty, pretty, uh, certainly not planned. Let me just, just say, I get a lot of questions, you know, have you mapped out your career, your trajectory, the things you want to do? And the truth is that, that no, I've not had a, a, a plan that I've followed. I've been very fortunate to work with a lot of good people, meet good people. I'm naturally interested in people and things and subjects and ideas. And so that is how I've evolved my professional life. But yeah, so I worked nights at the Albany Herald. Uh, I was a copy editor, so I put headlines on the paper. I I edited copy, so making sure things were spelled correctly, sentence <laughs> structure was right, it made sense, oh it was God. factually correct, mm-hmm. right? Did we have all the right sources to be able to put this information out there? Do the photos correspond with what we're talking about? Does this make sense for the readers? Did all that and designed the paper. It was really fun, you know, like I said, worked three in the afternoon to one in the morning right here in downtown Albany. Did that for a while, then worked the features desk at, which is how you and I met, mm-hmm. Tracy, mm-hmm. We're, uh, covering more cultural things, if you will. And it's actually how I met Bo. We were talking about Bo before we got started. Mm-hmm. So I met Bo right when I moved to Albany. He was still downtown doing music across the street. Mm-hmm. And so I'd go over there and what do you got, you know, what do we have going on this weekend? And I'd, I'd write a little story about it. So I did that. Then I worked in the news desk and I worked education beat. I worked the crime beat. I worked government. Ultimately, I worked business and really fell in love with economy, right? The economics of communities, the business growth, economic development, what it takes, what what we're lacking, what we need. And so I, uh, I did that for a while, became senior business writer, and then approached the Economic Development Commission and said, y'all need a marketing director and I would be glad to do the job. And so, <laughs> and so they were like, sure. <laughs> so awesome. I talked my way into a job at the Albany Doherty Economic Development Commission and just had a ball doing that, you know, built the agency brand, you know, the marketing, the the value proposition for Albany as a community, as a place for businesses to invest, whether it's a new investment or an expansion and worked my way to vice president, ran the business retention and expansion program, working with our major employers on that expansion of their workforce and capital expansion in Albany. And through that process was approached by the Albany Area Chamber to, to be their CEO. And so for a while I was interim, I accept, I accepted the position on an interim basis for a while. And so for a while there, I was the interim CEO of the chamber, the, by virtue of that, the interim president of the CVB and then still the vice president of the EDC. So just, you know, kind of all over in the space that I really enjoy, which is helping, helping our community grow, helping our businesses grow, helping our citizens find success. So that's how I found my way to the chamber. And so I've been with the chamber since 2016 just having a ball, living the dream, and just really working with phenomenal people who care about this community and who who see opportunity for themselves and who see opportunity for others. And so I feel really fortunate to do what I do and to do it with the people I do it with. Do you think we're going to make it? Me and Tracy, do you think we'll ever... I don't know. As, as a couple as first. As a couple yeah. first. I think as a couple, you have a lot of potential. Okay, that's good. <laughs> what about a business? As a business? Or two businesses? I mean, I've seen you all dabble in so many things. <laughs> Who knows? We do dabble and do dibble. Do you know about dibble. process? Yeah. <laughs> My money don't dabble, dabble. It flows right out of the door because we spend too much. You, um, you're on several boards. How many boards are you on? I've I've... I'm on fewer boards than I used to be. 
What, what, what boards are you on? Yeah, so I'm on the board of the Georgia Chamber of Commerce. It's one of our, our strategic partners at the state level. I'm on the board for the Commodore Conyers College and Career Academy. Had a big part. Great place. It, it's phenomenal. Big part in bringing it to life, so I feel really invested in it. And, of course, the chamber does as well. And then I serve on the Board of Regents of the University System of Georgia. And that's a incredible, incredible position. That's Again, huge. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Working with a lot of just... Awesome people. Oh, well, why do you think you're in such high demand? I mean, let's just, that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, you're in is. high demand. You tell me. You've asked me to be on your show. Why am I in such high demand? <laughs> is it the hair? 23 weeks in the making. <laughs> I, I want to I know what, what you think uh, makes Barbara in, in high demand. I, you know, I, one, awesome at the position you're at at the chamber. You've made a huge difference in our community. You've made a huge difference even with our business and businesses. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm curious to, to know what you think about yourself. I'm all, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm all that. I'm all that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and a bag of chips. And a bag of chips, a bag of uh, plantain chips, because you know, from Puerto Rico. And those are awesome. But I don't, I, I really can't say, I'll be honest. And, and I'm not just saying that to be coy or, or any of those things. I don't know. Uh, I, I am who I am and I lead my life professionally in the same way that I lead my life personally. Mm-hmm. And so there's not a lot of tension between who I am as a as an individual and who I am as a professional. You know, lead with integrity, right? Mm-hmm. Trust, transparency, character, competency. I couldn't tell you guys. Um, I think that's really a question that's better suited. She's throwing those values at her. <laughs> <laughs> I can't that's even that's spell the four that. C's. <laughs> that's right. Um, you know, this is a hard hitting question, but what do your chickens think about you? I mean, I mean, you're a regent, yeah, right? Is that yeah. the right way to say it? Well, when I come out there in my satin gown to feed them their snacks, <laughs> they are snacks. just overjoyed. These have to be <laughs> good <laughs> eggs. If they're, getting oh, they're snacks. phenomenal. What like are some $7 of the dollar eggs? You what know? are some of the names of these chickens? I mean, you named your chickens. Chickens, right? Absolutely. All right, let's Absolutely. let's go through My the chicken flock. names. All right, we have Daphne. Okay. We have Hey Hey. All right. Remember the dumb chicken from um, Moana? Hey Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'll so have we to have. Watch that. Yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. That's movie number great, nine for great Blake. Female. Yeah. Storyline, but Hey Hey. We have Samson. He's a he's a big Ooh, old rooster. Strong name. Strong strong name. <laughs> Poppy. Ooh. Caroline. Did I already mention Daphne? Daphne was Daphne. first. Daphne. Yeah. Then we had Rosemary. Mm-hmm. We had. Um, brandy. All right, I know, and I'm trying to talk my husband into a few more because I have other names that I'd like to explore. <laughs> Do you have Rhode Island Reds, Dominant? What are what's the makeup? We have of a mix. Okay. So we have some Buff Orpingtons. They're really Ooh, beautiful. That's the little graceful. puffy hair. No, those okay. are the silkies. Most of them are like Polish silkies. Okay. And Hey Hey was one of those. All right. So we have we have a, a couple of different types. We have some Buff Orpingtons, just really gorgeous birds. We have you know a mixed lot. Mm-hmm. that we have as well over from from Bennett's. So go down to Bennett's oh, yeah. right here on Washington. Very, and very where, diverse. Where we got our chickens from. Yeah. Very diverse group. So we, I really love the chickens. Which chicken produced uh, the best eggs? Daphne. Daphne. I Daphne's figured Daphne. Awesome. She's the prize yeah. egg uh, She's producer. She's phenomenal. Marjorie produced good eggs as well. Georgia does a good job. Georgia? Um, you didn't mention her. Well, that's one of Alex's chickens. Oh, I got you. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so... But she does. But but Daphne's just a consistently good layer, good That's eggs. Great. They ate my garden a few times, so I had to I had to fence 
in the garden. They'll do that. Uh, my husband said, just get rid of the chickens. And I said, no, just fence in the garden. I want More to get chickens. chickens. <laughs> I'm not sure how that would work know. in my neighbor. You live in a know. neighborhood. Does it still work? Like people don't care that you have chickens? You give them eggs. <laughs> there That's you go. Right. Oh my gosh, it's great. <laughs> Man, just hand them eggs. That's awesome. So what what else do you do? I mean, you do obviously a lot of work. We'll dig into that. But what do you do outside of work? I read a lot. Awesome. Highly, highly like, exciting. Like Fabio type novels? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Fabio is kind of outdated at this point. But yeah, you get the gist. I, yeah. I read a lot. I garden a lot. I, I like to go out with my family. I mm-hmm. like to eat. I like to cook. I like to make things. I have yeah. a little, little apothecary line at my house that... We make a lot of things. We make a lot of food products. I make oils and vinegars mm. and breads and all of those things and mustards and I make all the ketchup. So it's Mustard. just a little bit Love of a, a potion house at our house. But mostly I like to enjoy life. I'll be honest. There's a short way to answer that. And is I really like to enjoy everything that's out there. Yeah. And so I like to make things. I like to enjoy them. I like to be with people. I like solitude as well. Mm-hmm. And I really love reading. I'm a writer and, and reading has always been a really important part of my life and continues to be. So I do a lot of reading, lots of books exchanges with, with friends and keep a running list of books. Now you obviously, to to balance all of these things, you've obviously got a great and, and, and enriched home life as well as doing what you're doing for the state and, and the community. You've got to hang a system on this, right? You have to be a very systematic person. Dive into that and tell tell our listener we have one. It's Blake's mom, but um, my <laughs> mom won't listen. Hey, mom. <laughs> uh, but we 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 know that uh, you're a systems person. How do you hang life? You got to have some kind of structure. Explain that to us. Sure. So you do. So so process is important at work and process is important at life and and there's really no no difference if you will in ensuring that both are kind of running on tracks and you have some systems so you know from a work standpoint we we have tools products that we use to help us stay on system we've of course spent a good bit of time talking to their due process experts about some of those things as well and that's been extremely helpful for us in ensuring that we we're efficient that we can move further faster and we can provide great customer experience for our members and a great staff experience as well to be able to be uh, to do what we do and, and do it well and from a home life we have to have those systems as well my husband and I both have very demanding jobs we have a nine-year-old her name's Alex and she is she's awesome and she also demands a lot of oh, yeah. attention and she has her own life that certainly fits in ours. So we have to make sure that we're coordinated. Our calendars are coordinated. So I will tell you, calendaring is really important for our family. And so if you look at my calendar, everything's color coded <laughs> and, and also kind of by subject line. So when I get the school calendar, for example, school, our school starts here shortly, you know, I'll get the, the full school calendar Well, I'll go in and I'll code everything, Alex colon, and then I'll put what it is and I'll go ahead and color code it and I will send my husband a calendar invite. And so then we know everything that we're looking at in terms of Alex's schedule. And then, of course, there's all of the work things as well. So those are some systems. We also just have systems for, and, and systems routines, right? We can call them mm-hmm. different things. Sure. There's nuances in how they're different, but we have routines. And so it helps us then be able to have freedom. Right. Yeah, so, and, cool. and and I'll share, and I love when you guys not because I'm like, yes, I'm getting the process thing right, maybe. <laughs> uh, but, you know, when our daughter was, was a baby, 
we we put her on a sleep and eating schedule as as you as you should and my husband said you know why are why do we have to be sleeping at this time and eating at this time he initially felt that it was really constraining mm-hmm. and i said look at it from this perspective we know that she's going to eat or sleep at this hour this hour this hour and this hour so you can plan for those things i said everything outside of that is free space so so what i find is a lot of freedom in having a process and having a routine and having structure yeah that's right every position that you hold and every board that you're on i feel like that you are trying to communicate the same thing bring jobs bring economic development to the state to the region if you had five minutes with everybody right an audience with everybody in georgia and say look this is what you can do as a business owner as someone who works in the business as someone who's on a board someone who's retired and just helping you know mow mow the lawn in the community what it's so important for economic development not just for now but for 20 years from now the work we're doing now is very important I'll, i'll show that i'm motivated by making things better that's that's my motivation as it relates to my life certain fulfillment very spiritual person there's all of these other pieces so but but growth and and making things better same in my professional life and so that motivation means that i believe in better right and so i would say the first thing is do you believe in better like do you have hope and hope doesn't disappoint so do you believe that we can be better than we are as people as communities as systems and if you do then i think everybody has a responsibility to to invest in that work so that's a probably more philosophical answer than than you may have been expecting but i think that's the first piece and then if you believe in better and if you don't then let's have a conversation about why you don't have hope Mm -hmm. about why you don't believe in better and then what's stopping you from being that person that can actually do something positive because the worst thing that we can do is say eh it's good enough and i'm just gonna just going to sit here and not do anything except either I'm not going to do anything and I'm going to keep my mouth shut about things or I'm not going to do anything and I'm I'm going to be kind of a brake pedal on everything right mm-hmm. and I'm not going to allow for things to progress because I just want to be this sound box of negativity and that does nothing so I think that can from a like a a sanity standpoint and a joyfulness and, and, and happiness. Like I want to be a happy person. And, and that means that I, I do believe in better. I think we can make things better and I have hope that we can do it because again, I, I think possibilities are there and there's really not that much that stops us from being able to develop, to ideate and then to bring things into fruition. So back to your point, which is what can people do? They can, they can pay attention Right? It's really important. Mm-hmm. What's going on in your community? What's going on around you? Where are areas where things can be better? And then how can you contribute to that? And it doesn't have to be in this massive way. So often when things are better, it's it's these micro movements that, that happen. If we think about process, mm-hmm. if we think about business, absolutely at some point your business or your process is going to need a major overhaul in order to get back on track or get to that next level. But often it's these micro improvements that allow you to be able to move further faster. And I think that's the same for the work that we do and for, for the work that we do as a community, the work that we do as a chamber and the work that we do on the board of regents. It's constantly looking at where can we make the improvements? How do we do it? Who can we bring together to do that work? And that's a really important piece is you don't have to have all the answers and you don't have to do it yourself, 
but there are resources and there are people. So where's the table? Who's around it? Who's not around it? And let's just have real person-to-person conversations about what needs to happen or what can happen. And then, you know, you you try it. Mm -hmm. And then some things don't work. Many things really do. They don't always work the way that you thought that they would. Or maybe they go 80% versus 100. 80% is better than zero. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So if you get to 80%, you tweak and you take it back out. And that's constant improvement. I love the micro-improvement. That's a great uh, analogy and it's a great way to look at it. And imagine 1% improvement a day. Right. 30% better in a month. And that's, 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 that's pretty great. substantial. And that's doable. That's yeah. doable for people. And, and one thing I love about Barbara is that um, she's intentional, right? Yeah. I love what you said about being aware. That's a, number one is just kind of opening your eyes and being aware of where I can get better and contribute. But then being intentional about the things that you're going to do. I feel like that's you. When I think about you, I think about you being intentional in your life, in the business, I think that's really what's made it better. That's why I love, like, obviously I'm in love with, like, productivity, personal mm-hmm. productivity. Yeah. I think it all starts right here, right? So we want to make the state better. We want to make the world better, whatever. But it all starts on being intentional on yourself and taking time, focusing on yourself. Um, man, I, I really am making this time management course now. Mm-hmm. I hope it will be out in September. But that's that's kind of my passion is just – having an awareness and helping people to be more intentional about what they're doing to make things better. What, it, what does better mean to you? I mean, that, that's very uh, 50,000 foot yeah. to say better. What, what are some examples, some specific examples of what better looks like on an individual level and a corporate level? So on an individual level, better looks like, you know, where were you yesterday? And, and so I do a, I do a, a daily check-in, right? You should be checking in all the time, but I'm, I have a really intentional process for the for a daily check-in, and it's really part of my prayer process. So part of the daily examen, which was Saint Ignatius, and so I go through these these steps. It's a it's a process. It's a prayer process, but it's really about reflection. Yeah. And so during that reflection and during that conversation that you're having with yourself and and with God and I mean, I think we can talk about all those things because oh, yeah. you've invited me here to just talk Absolutely. about me. So you can, you can curse and you can talk about <laughs> okay, that. Okay, awesome, because I do both. <laughs> um, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so where are the areas where, you know, where did I excel today? Like, how was I the best version of Barbara today? Right. And you mm-hmm. can be honest with yourself about those things. Where was I not the best version of Barbara today? And then by capturing, by celebrating, okay, you know, you, you, you were the best version here, here, and here. You feel you weren't the best version here, here, and here. Why? Mm-hmm. Why were you not the best version? And what can you do tomorrow to be a better version of you? And so that, those are micro improvements. Do you, do you write this down? I'm getting into the weeds here. Do you like write this stuff down? Is it stuff that's just like in your brain in this checklist? It's, What's your capture Are you process? journaling? I'm a journalist. I'm a writer. I do capture. So Mm -hmm. some of it, you know, I have conversations with myself all throughout the day. I don't capture all of them, but I do journal. And that's a real introspective way to get things out of your head, which is part of process, which Mm -hmm. is part of productivity. Listen to you go. To get things out of your head. (laughs) Right. And for me on paper, I am still very much, I have a lot of digital tools and we have a lot of them at the office and they're phenomenal. And they really allow us to do collaborative work, time management, productivity process. I am still a graph paper and fountain pen person. Mm -hmm. And so I do spend a lot of time 
writing to capture those things. And when you have the conversation with yourself, when you do this check-in and you do it certainly at least once a day would be, would be ideal because your mind will forget, have the check-in, put it down, capture it, learn from it. What can you extrapolate from that? And then you improve. And I'll be honest, same process with work. And so I talked more philosophically or really about my, my personal process, but it worked. You know, we're, we're on the heels of a, on the heels. Does that mean it just happened? Or it, on the hill, yeah. Just I'm, happened. No, I'm going. I'm, ter- I'm, going I'm terrible with, it, with, with. You just take it. We'll follow. Well, you follow. Okay. Yeah. So we just wrapped up a major event, and it was successful, <laughs> and we celebrated that. We celebrated. Here's where, here's where we feel the successes were. Whether it's you know a feeling qu- qualitatively, these were the successes, and then certainly quantitatively, mm-hmm. we have measures and benchmarks that we're we're trying to hit. Where did we, where are there areas of improvement? It's a debrief, right? Where an are the immediate areas, debrief. An yeah. immediate it's debrief. Where are the areas of improvement? And then what needs to happen next time for us to be able to capture those improvements? And then we'll do that again and again and again and again. And so whether it's an event, whether it's a conversation, I have conversations with, with chamber investors, with community and statewide leaders, with federal leaders. I have you know meetings next week with some of our congressional delegation and cool. we'll be... We'll be in Washington here in the next few weeks as a community group. Where where did the things go? And then how can we follow up and be better and better and better? So I, I'm not even sure if I got your question answered, if I just it's went good. off into no, uh, Ignatius uh, spirituality with you, but love that it. is also a big part That's of my awesome. life. <laughs> That's awesome. Have you ever read a book called The Untethered Soul? It's awesome. It's way cooler than it sounds, and the cover looks like a romance novel Fabio yeah that's Fabio. what attracted, that what attracted Blake? Blake? I think it, that's what attracted like Blake Fabio to on a horse you know yeah. on the cover stallion but you know it, it's really I, I read it a few weeks ago and it's it's eye-opening it's really about like you are not your thoughts right and your thoughts and your brain is a tool uh, and separating daily your your thoughts from yourself and really taking time out to go, hey, what matters? Yeah. You know, and let me work on those things. And what doesn't matter? Like, if you could jump in my brain, I would be scared. It's to a death. circus. Yeah. Right. It's a complete circus. But we're all like that, mm-hmm. I think, to yeah. some degree. Like, we have all of these thoughts that come in our brain. Mm-hmm. At some point, I think one, one thing that most people don't take advantage of is that 30 minutes or one hour a day to go, okay, I'm going to sit here and let all the Plinko chips fall and take the ones that matter and throw away the ones that don't. But that's, that's exactly it. And that's, you know, when I was, when I was in college, I was having dinner with friends and one of my friends said something and I said, listen, just take what matters and then just throw the rest out the window. And it is exactly Mm -hmm. what you're saying. And I do yoga a couple of times a week and it is really about what matters. Like here's, here's your map, focus on what matters, leave everything else Outside and every single day, I pray for clarity and clarity and simplicity. And then all those things are about what matters Mm -hmm. and what doesn't matter. And certainly on some days, some things will feel like they matter more than others. But that's all part of really identifying at work and at life what what matters. What can you weed out? So we talked about boards, etc. I've had I've had to be able to to say no. Mm-hmm. to a lot of asks and commitments so that I can say yes to the asks and commitments where I feel I can make the greatest impact or have the most 
personal value to me or the most value for our organization and our community. So it is about all those things. I love it. And so, without a structure, you can't do that. You cannot do that without do a structure, a process, mm-hmm. a method, something to be able to kind of give you guardrails, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and the guardrails are great. You can you can pick them up, certainly. But but guardrails just kind of help you say, all right, these are the lines. And, and that's not a bad thing. You can, again, you can move them, you can lift them, right. but it's a it's a process, and I love a process. I've said the analogy a billion times about basketball, right? But bas- basketball is only fun when you have lines painted on the court. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what's the game? What do you right. like? What do you What the are rules. you supposed yeah. to be doing? And life, <laughs> life is a game. You know, I mean, it's a it is the game, and I love to play it. And if you don't have those guardrails and those lines, you're done. Yeah, you know, awesome. it's over. It is. And you so, mentioned, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. You no, go no, ahead. No. No, you, buddy. Now, you mentioned yoga three times a week. Now, I really, I'm, I'm like more four times a week, Greek yoga. Yeah. I really enjoy it with. You uh, and Kohilas go together? Greek yoga. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's yoga. yoga. Is that the same thing? Oh. Yoga. All right, we'll definitely cut that out because it didn't get the laugh that I thought it would. So, well, um, you know, they don't all land, dude. No, they don't. But you got to throw stuff out there and hope it sticks to the refrigerator. Like, like yoga. Like yoga. Like yoga. Today's show is brought to you in part by Concrete Enterprises. Visit the Concrete Enterprises family of businesses at cefamily.co. That's cefamily.co. Due process, standardize, onboard, and optimize. Click or call today to see how we can help take your business to the next level. Dueprocessusa.com. I'm attorney Hugh Morris. The Department of Transportation reports that more than 36,000 people die each year in car crashes due to distracted drivers. Your life can change in an instant. Don't make the mistake of driving while distracted. If you have been hurt by a distracted driver or simply want more information on how together we can prevent distracted driving on our roads, visit humorouslaw.com. So... I guess nowadays you're getting, I mean, with all the things you're doing, you're getting three, maybe four hours of sleep a day, or how's that working for you? No, I I sleep, I sleep, you have to sleep. And Mm -hmm. so I learned that the hard way a couple of years ago, right? There's There's a lot of work to be done. And there's a lot of responsibility, a lot of expectations on a variety of levels. And I started taking from my sleep and from my family life in order to try and be able to meet those expectations and deliver. And what I learned was the more that I sort of contracted or diminished my my personal time, my sleep, my health, my family time, my mm-hmm. exercise, the things that help your brain and your body be able to do what it's supposed to do, the less productive I was, right? The less, you know, I, I, can, I make better decisions yeah. when I, when I, get the exercise that I need, whatever that looks like when I have the, the, the prayer process, the meditation process, the, the time with my chickens and the time (laughs) cooking or with my family or reading, I make better decisions. I'm a better, I'm a better person to the people around me. I'm a better person to my employees. I'm a better person to my family, to anybody that comes into contact with me. I am better if I take care of myself. And so I, I do prioritize it. And so yoga, I love yoga. Hot yoga is my favorite. 
and it is extremely challenging. And, and we talked about, you know, focusing on what matters. And you get 15 minutes into hot yoga and the only thing you're thinking about is exactly what you're doing mm-hmm. at that time. And that's focus. Yeah. And so I love that. And I love to walk. I used to run a lot more. I ran track in high school and played soccer and, and swam. And so here for, for numerous years, I would run and run marathons and did all that. But now I love to walk. Mm-hmm. And so I will, I'll take micro walks during the day here downtown or wherever I'm at. I walk every day after dinner. I mean, I'm giving everybody information that they don't really care about. But I those are things that I do yeah. that make that make my life better. And again, if you, you know, most of us, right, most of us listening are probably employed. Even if you're not employed, you have some sort of responsibility somewhere where you have to show up, where you have to make good decisions. You need to be a good person. Mm-hmm. And making sure that you're sleeping, and everybody has different sleep needs, but making sure that you're sleeping and you're eating right and you feel good is really important to those things. You've done some awesome stuff uh, at the chamber um, and I think really contributing not just to the growth of Albany area but beyond. But I got a question for you. If I gave you a billion dollars and the chamber shut down, what would you do with your life? I would do more yoga. <laughs> more hot yoga. More hot yoga. Yeah. <laughs> I um I love that question, right? Because it's it's limitless in terms mm-hmm. of what you could do. And, and let's just say you have to do something professionally. Sure, still. professionally. You wouldn't. You have a billion dollars, but what would you do? So, I've always said I would buy the Albany Herald. Um, so I would. I do. I I love journalism. I love community journalism, and there's a there's a really valuable place for that. So, um, I, that's half joking, half not, oh, yeah. right? So I think. Good journalism, good writing is really important. I would, I would give myself a lot more time to write mm-hmm. and explore that craft more and in different ways. Certainly would maybe open my apothecary line for market, you know, things that I, I love. I'm sorry, what, what's apothecary? Yeah, let's, let's dive into that for just okay. a second. Do you well, know, tell us do you what know? it is. <laughs> yeah. An apothecary is a guy that shoes horses, right? I have no clue. Okay, no tell, clue. Me, tell me what so, an apothecary is. So shorter version is that my husband calls it potion day. So for about 20 years now, I've been making potions, potions, right? So I order a lot of oils from an apothecary and I mix them and blend them and I make things and cool. What is an apothecary? An apothecary. Let's define it. You've got time to define something, don't you? Sure, I love it. I love it. He's going to define it for us. Bradley's our producer in the next room. That's right. You know, a shelf with oils, right? That's right. A shelf with oils. Yeah, a shelf with oils um, and different different homeopathic. It's for for healing. There's all sorts of things, right? All sorts of things. Salad dressings, maybe? Salad dressings as well. I think I made you all some jalapeno oil one year. You did? Okay. I tore it up. It was good. It was awesome. It was really good. So I make a lot of things. Kind of shady. It had like scotch tape with a label with a Sharpie on it. Signature. I love I do. it. I got other things in my cabinet with, with <laughs> Sharpie with in there. Scotch tape and a Sharpie. You know, I looked into Your some thumb. fancy labels, but I was like, Scotch tape and a Sharpie works just fine right <laughs> Can't now. Can't beat it. Yeah. So I just make a lot of things. I make face potions and face masks and 
hand lotions and soaps and conditioners okay. and that kind of stuff. So you wouldn't know it. Blake's actually 73, but because he's using your face lotion. Yeah, she's my apothecary. There you That's go. right. I, we have an apothecary now, right? Can we say that? <laughs> yeah, we can right. say that. It's official. Whatever. We never got that definition, though. Yeah. Well, he's still, they're still efforting it. So it is a definition of person who prepared and sold medicines and drugs. See? A, per, a person who prepared... And drugs. So let's get into that a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Go, uh, were you a dork in high school? I'm about the same. I'll be honest. <laughs> okay. So she was a dork in high school. Yeah. Got it. Were, yeah. Were you in the cool crowd in, in high school? I was, I was remarkably in both, right? Mm-hmm. So I played sports. I mentioned, you know, ran track, was on the swim team and played soccer. Drama and club. I was, I was in student government and I was in band. So I played the flute and piano and all through middle school, played the flute all through high school, all through college. I went to, to college on a full music and academic scholarship. So I was in the college symphony and in the flute ensemble. So I, I had, you know, no, the same kind of now. I don't really have boundaries as to who my friends are and, and what their interests are. I mean, certainly values have to align and, and all those things, but I really just appreciate a lot of different people, a lot of different groups, a lot of different situations. So I've never found myself in, in well, this is the, you know, are you the cool kid or are you the band nerd or are you the, the jock? No, I was, I was in all groups because my interests pertain to all those groups and I'm going to do the things that I want to do and talk to people that I want to know more about and hang out with those that I like. Cool. Great answer. What are, what are some of the things that people are not taking advantage of at the chamber? Again, you know, I think we see over the last couple of years, um, we've had, um, a great relationship with the chamber. We're proud to be a member of the chamber, but, you know, as a community, what are most people not taking advantage of at the Chamber of Commerce in Albany? Yeah, so we have a, 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 really, a really strong menu, if you will, of, of Chamber benefits. And some of those are cost-saving benefits, for example. You know, our small businesses employing 50 or fewer people can, can through the Albany Area Chamber, have access to a really competitive health insurance program. We have one member saving $30,000 a year through this health insurance program through the chamber. Now, certainly that is relative to a lot of factors, but it's really, those are quantitative programs where you can save money. And then we have, for, for a lot of our members, it's that, it's that connection piece, right? It's, and, and you can think, well, I can meet people anywhere. And I can put my things online and, and people will see them and bite. But it's really about connection. That's why we are here. Mm-hmm. It's not because it, there was a billboard or there was a digital tool. It's really because we met, we formed a relationship, we had conversations. I saw an opportunity for, for your assistance in some of our areas of need. You saw opportunity by engaging with a broader network of people at a variety of different sort of maturity levels for their business and interest. So what I would say is there's certainly uh, a host of, of benefits. We talked about some of the bigger quantitative ones. Also policy is really big. And we talked earlier about being aware and about making things better. The Chamber's advocacy and policy work is exactly that. And we advocate at the local, at the state, and at the federal level. And it's really listening 
to our members, our, our chamber businesses. And we listen to, to the broader conversation, certainly, but we represent the investors of the organization, which is about 800 businesses employing tens of thousands of people in the area. And what what are their pain points? What are their opportunities? And then from an advocacy standpoint, we work to make those better. And so that's a great way for anyone in our community to be involved in 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 just that making things better. I mean, I keep saying that, but that's such a a, a simple but true way of saying it. So those are those are some. I think that connection piece though is is one of the biggest. Health insurance absolutely 401k contributions. We have a plan where small businesses that may not have access otherwise to a program to be able to be competitive with benefits for their employees. And that's such an important part, as you know, of of economic growth for any individual. They can take advantage of that as well. That connection piece is is one of the most important. So when, when I'm at a chamber event or I'm out in the community, that is that's one of the things that I get just so satisfied by watching is to watch people connect. Watch people reconnect. Have watch people have meaningful conversations, or just check in with each other. And sometimes there's an immediate, "Hey, this sounds like something we could definitely work on. Let's follow up." Sometimes it's it's much later. I mean, we've probably all had conversations with someone, a colleague, or a, a business professional, and nothing's there right away. But you think back, something comes up, and you think, "Oh, I met so and so at a chamber event, or wherever you met them." And let me let me ring them and see if if there's something there, whether it's a, a question they can answer, an opportunity. And so that's the same with with life, right? It's people, uh, what is luck is opportunity and preparation. Mm-hmm. And so, right. yeah. like, are you taking advantage of opportunities to just connect with people, and then are you prepared later on to be able to capitalize on those? Those are those are some of of the ways. I like getting sales leads through the chamber. Oh man, that's great. Is that what, bad? No. Yeah, I think well, that's a good thing. Yeah, well, that's a great thing. And so every every business has different goals. And so the way that that our our investment model works, if you will, it's really about helping you as an organization reach those goals. So how can everything that we offer, can we tailor it so that it's the exact fit for what you need? Let's figure out what are your goals and then let's work together to make sure our products and services are connections. You know, we're, we're connector, convener, collaborator. We're a nurturing provider. We're accelerators. We're impact, and we're impact because of our members, because of their voices, because of the things that, that they do, the things that you do. But it really is, for some, it is absolutely, I need sales leads. And for some of our investors, it's, it's positioning. Mm-hmm. It's brand awareness. It's being seen as a community leader. It's being seen as, as at the forefront of their peer group or their industry. So there's different ways to leverage the Albany Area Chamber brand and our resources and our network for your individual business goals and needs. And those are evolving, right? Your business needs evolve yeah. as the business matures, as the marketplace changes. You're adapting. You're either reacting, right? Or you're getting ahead of it. You're seeing it and, and you're getting ahead of it. And then you're telling the marketplace in a way what it needs. And and so it's a really cool thing. So there's lots of different ways to take advantage of it. And that's one of the things that I love. It is not a one size fits all at all. It really is about what do you need? And we're here to help. And let's figure out how we can do that. What's the university system working on that you're excited about right now that you can tell us? Always a lot, right? There's uh, So the, the Board of Regents 
has oversight over Georgia's 26 public colleges and universities, the Georgia Library System, and the Georgia Archives. So pretty pretty big swath of, of responsibility. And we take that, as you can imagine, very seriously. We mm-hmm. have you know incredible staff. We have great college presidents. We have about you know 340,000 students throughout the system and about 48,000 faculty and, and staff. So really cool system. The things that we're, we're working on right now, you know, the FinTech Academy has been extremely successful. We know that financial technologies, oh, yeah. which is FinTech, is a huge piece for businesses. And so we have an entire academy built around growing FinTech in the state and doing that with our financial institutions the, the throughout the state and also with the Georgia Economic Georgia Department of Economic Development to be able to advance and accelerate that market in Georgia. So that's really cool. I mean, there's skill sets, data systems, all sorts of things that students need and professionals need in order to be able to do that work. We're, we're re-envisioning our core curriculum as well. And so as, as the marketplace changes, so does the university system have to adapt and ensure that our graduates are not just educated, but employable. And that's that's something that I share locally with our with our K through twelve providers as well as our our high school graduates cannot just be educated they have to be employable and so that can look like different things at K through twelve is it certifications in K through twelve well in college it's not just your degree there's also certifications that you can utilize to accompany your degree it's experiential learning it's actually getting out in the marketplace and working with businesses before you graduate so looking at core curriculum and what does it take what what is the workforce today which is rapidly rapidly changing need and what's it going to need and then how do you leverage higher ed and and all of those resources to be able to ensure that your business has the employees that they need to make sure that you as an individual have the skills have the tools have the backing to do that those are some some things that we're working on across the system we have a new degree called the nexus degree which is really cool it's the first degree and more than it's the first degree type in more mm-hmm. than 100 years. So you have wow. your bachelor's, right. your master's, your 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 doctorate. So this is a nexus degree, which is a, a, a complementary degree, which has that experiential learning piece to it more so than just your typical bachelor's or that's master's, cool. et cetera. That's, that's it's impressive. It's yeah. really cool. You know, the, the Board of Regents is responsible for approving all academic programs at every institution in the state and then working with the colleges as well to remove academic programs that are no longer viable or meet the needs. So there's always a lot of new things going on with that. You know, Albany State, they have a blockchain. They have the Nexus degree in blockchain technology, which Very is cool. huge. So we approved that. Yeah, it's really cool. Approved that just a couple of years ago. And it was the first or second in the state. Mm. And so they're leading in that space over at Georgia Southwestern. This week, we approved their executive MBA program. And so, again, looking at the marketplace, and those are more local, obviously, things that we're talking about as it relates to the region. So, So those are some of the things that we're looking at. We just launched a new portal. So when we when we talk about college affordability, when we talk about job placement and job opportunities for our graduates, we want to make sure that our students and our families have all of the information they need to make the right decisions. You know, if, if 
if you need to know what you're getting into and what you're getting out of it. And so we have a, a new portal. You can access it at usg.edu, a new portal that really does just that. It breaks down. And if you're looking at this degree at this school, so here's what the job placement market looks like. Here's what the earnings potential looks like. Here's what your college degree is going to look like so that you can really make those decisions about where you go, when you go and how you go. That's awesome. Well, Barbara, we've really enjoyed our time. Yes, I mean, it's have. been a great, I mean, you've said so many things that, that are so above my head. I can't even understand. I'm going to have to watch this thing twice and I never watch our podcast, <laughs> but we like to, before we leave, we like to play a game. It's called first class or bus pass. We talking first First class, you love it. It's the best thing in the world. Bus pass, you're like, eh, you know, give or take. So Blake's got some questions. They may or may not be tailored Ooh, okay. to you. I'm better at Jeopardy, but let's do I've it. Got, oh, man, you're going to love it. For the we, first time, I have two categories of questions. Let's call okay. it category one and category two. I'm okay. going to let you pick which one. Oh, dang it. Okay. She doesn't know which is on the paper, though. You could, well, you know, be honest. Why can't we do that? We could. All right, it's I'm our gonna, show, Blake. I'm going okay. to do mix it's it our up. show. Why don't you mix it up? I, no, no, no. I'm not going to mix it. I'm going, okay. I'm going with two. You're going here with we two. Go. Okay, here okay. we go. First class, bus pass. Shakira. First class. What? She's amazing. Have you seen her hair? Yeah, she yeah. is awesome. Well, her hips don't lie. That's what I hear. Yeah. Mark Anthony. Amazing. He's Puerto Rican. <laughs> Have you heard his music? His hips don't lie. And he has no hips, but That's you That's true. <laughs> John Cicada. You know I like John Cicada. That's a trick question. That's a first class right there. We and were you were listening to it when we're I We're going to play in. a clip of Blake and I singing John Cicada today. Please don't. Credits. Uh, Selena Gomez. Bus pass. Wow. And why? Just no appetite there for okay. me. Yeah. Have you seen Only Murders in the Building? No, you don't watch TV. Anyway. Last one. Uh, men with mustaches. <laughs> Tom Selleck. <laughs> First class. Oh, I was thinking. Oh. Da- thinking I was thinking David. David. <laughs> well, the reason I mentioned that, I looked at David this morning and I, I said, "You look like Tom Selleck. You are going to win oh. today." Yeah. Leave the mustache, he David. Is. David, if you're listening, a hottie. We love you, David. <laughs> we love you, David. Thanks, Barbara, for coming. Enjoyed it. Thank you all blast. so much. Appreciate we'll you. you. Love you guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> to find out more about what Barbara Rivera Holmes is doing for our region and the state of Georgia, visit their website at albanyga.com albanyga.com and to hear more about what the University System of Georgia is doing visit usg.edu Today's show is brought to you in part by Concrete Enterprises Visit the Concrete Enterprises family of businesses at cefamily.co That's cefamily.co Due process standardize, onboard, and optimize Click or call today See how we can help take your business to the next level. DuprocessUSA.com Process is Everything is a production of the Levy Studios. It's the right thing to do. Visit TheLevyStudios.com for more information. Subscribe to Process is Everything wherever you find your favorite podcast. Process is Everything.